Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is episode eight, actually. Episode eight with my guy, special guest, Trevor Cooney. You, you know, big time star. You know, I know you're pretty busy. I appreciate you taking out. Nah, nah, thank you, man. <laughs> now nah, we go back, though, man. Um, just before we get started, I just wanted to uh, say a quick commercial here. Um, if you're ever in the Delaware, New Jersey area, please hit up my guy. Uh, cuts by Ed, Evan Flagg. His phone number is 302-290-3700. He's in the Wilmington, Delaware area at 4 East 7th Street, Wilmington, DA. Um, so, so Trev, I mean, introduce him to like bars. So, so Trev, let's, let's hop right into it, man. What, what age did you start playing basketball? And when did you start taking it serious? Um, I started playing when I was young. I had a uh, older brother, older sister. Um, so being the youngest, you're kind of thrown into stuff. Um, but I really started taking basketball serious probably around like sixth grade. Started playing okay. some AAU, started going up to Philly more. Um, right. Started looking for some like really good competition, some good teams. Um, and then I would say like seventh, eighth grade, started really taking it really serious. Started really working out, just trying to improve my game. Um, and that, that's kind of when I was like, all right, like I really wanted to, to play in college. Uh, and so like that's when that goal really started was was like uh, like middle school, late middle school. Um, is when I really started working for for that goal, really. Right. So um, you said eighth grade. Now, unlike normal eighth grades, I don't know what you was doing in eighth grade, but me in eighth grade, I was, you know, just happy to, to play <laughs> basketball at the, the boys and girls club. You you was playing eighth grade varsity at Sanford. Yeah. So so talk to me about that and like like what was other schools were you considering going to and you know. What was it like playing varsity at such a young age? Um, well, like like I said, like like sixth, seventh grades, you started taking it serious. Um, I was pretty tall for my age at the time, um, but just started to like really work on my skills and get better. Um, and it happened like really fast. I mean, I was right. just happy to be out there as well. And then next thing you know it, like seventh grade comes along and um, started really playing well. Started playing up in Philly, um, and then like kind of was was asked like. Kind of not, I mean, there was other people in Delaware that kind of played in eighth grade as well. Um, so that started to kind of be a little goal of mine as well uh, mm -hmm. when I was younger. And then uh, always wanted to go to Sanford, um, lived right around there. Um, and then so, I mean, that was really the only school I was really looking at. Um, and then went there in eighth grade um, and then was kind of given the chance to play. Um, but I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I remember my first summer league game. Uh, I was like, damn, these dudes are are big and tall and uh the game was a lot faster than in middle school um i mean that was a big jump for me but i felt like i belonged um and then started playing some more with those guys um and then we had we had a really good group my eighth grade year it was a it was a heavy senior class i mean we had edwin santiago um we had aaron we had manny samer um like we had a really good really good group um of guys that were there so uh, that really helped me um, having older guys that were able to, to help me and, and help me in practices and kind of push me along. Um, but once I started playing with that, I mean, things really started to take off when, when you're in eighth grade playing. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to say. And I believe this summer before y'all played Crozier, cause that was my head into my junior year. And I think mm -hmm. Kev Waterman, Stan's nephew played with y'all in that summer. Um, and people, a lot of people don't know how good 
Stan's nephew was, you know, God, God mm-hmm. rest his soul. But y'all was, I was like, yo, Ke- uh, Kev Waterman, you too? They're going to be a problem for years to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. Like, the, it was so much, so much talent, so much guys there. Um, that it took some time to kind of be like, all right, like, I kind of belong type of a thing. Because um, at first, it, it was tough. It was. I mean, those guys, those guys were really, really good. Right. And, and I believe um, Edwin already committed to UD. You know, mm-hmm. Aziz was, you know, a top player in the state. Aaron Collins was just dunking mm-hmm. everything on the court. Um, y'all was y'all was stacked. Now, y'all made it all the way to the championship game. Y'all fell. Sure. Christiana. Um, y'all met us. Experienced, tough Christiana. Tim Steed and Christiana, <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. They were tough, man. But do you remember what the crowd was chanting when y'all was losing? No. I was in the crowd and I remember they was chanting, like you hit a three late in the game. And they was like, uh, and, and they started chanting, he's a eighth grader. And yeah. then I was like, I was like, dang, that's pretty that's got a good point there. He's only in middle school. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they'll be back. I said that. I said, yo, they'll be back. They'll be back. Yeah. So um, after that, you know, your eighth grade year, like for those two years, y'all were like, I guess, learning how to win again, you know, because y'all didn't have yeah. experience. So talk about like your, your ninth grade, you know, when Dion went there and then, you know, uh, how, how that experience was. Yeah, I remember um, I remember talking with Dion when he was he was in eighth grade mm-hmm. um, and just being like, I mean, there was there was heavy seniors leaving, um, and then we needed we needed some some guys to come in to to really help us. Um, and Dion was a was a huge part of that. Um, so I mean, we had Dion, me, we had Samer, Alex Carroll was there. Mm. Um, we had we had a decent little group. We were young, um, right. not not as good as the year before, of course, um, right. but we were we were working to be that good. Um, so I mean, freshman year, freshman year was tough. We we did all right. I think we lost in like the first or second round in states um we just we just weren't there yet we and we knew we knew it we needed to to add some more pieces um and some other guys um and that that eventually did um i mean Dion Dion left sophomore year which hurt um right. sophomore year was another tough year for us um and then we were able to to add some other guys Stefan Porch was a big pickup for us Khalid was huge to come Sabree um and then all those guys were were young with us coming up um, which was which was really big. We were able to put um, some really really good teams together in my junior and senior year. We we're able to to go outside of the state, play some big time games, go to some big tournaments. Um, so I mean that was I mean adding some of those pieces. I mean that was huge, especially in the state of Delaware. Um, I mean we there were still some teams that that gave us some good runs. Um, but I mean we we definitely felt like once we started adding those pieces in that that we were we were definitely a team to beat. Uh, did you feel like it was a target on your back, like as an underclassman, just because you were like highly ranked and highly touted, and you know you went to a you know a, a reputable school? Um, did you feel like like a lot of teams would like attack you or players would attack you? Because oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I felt like once I got older, everyone was sick of me. They're like, right. this guy's this guy's been here since middle school playing high school basketball. Um, <laughs> right. So no, I definitely felt, and then like once you go to Sanford as well, like I mean everyone knows Sanford within the state and the surrounding area. Um, so no, I, I definitely felt like I mean I was getting 
I was getting like the the football player that was a good defender on the other team. Like I always got that matchup, and they, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they just foul you all game long. Right. Um, but that was good. I mean that that made me better. Um, right. um, but I mean it, it's if they keyed on me. I mean we had the pieces, especially junior senior year, that could that could really make people pay. Um, and that kind of made it a lot easier too. They couldn't they couldn't just cover me. Right. And um, I always compared like you were always since like people hated you like the JJ Reddick a double yeah. like people yeah. just like they didn't know why though like they didn't even know you they would never have a conversation with yeah. you it's like oh that's Trevor Cooney I hate him yeah uh, like oh man no I definitely I definitely felt like like um especially at Sanford and when even home games road games whatever it was like there was a lot of people that had nothing to do with either team they were playing that that would come <laughs> out to like just like watch us lose or like <laughs> or like root against me or 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 Sanford I definitely like you could feel that without that like right but I mean we had we had uh our own support that was good but uh, you could definitely tell you could definitely tell and that helped like that helped going into college um right like it kind of it kind of stuck with me so it was good to to hear it at a young age as well so so your junior year Dion comes back you know after leaving for a year uh did you like automatically think once he came back, like knowing y'all went through them rough stages, like, yeah, we upper class from now, we 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 gonna win this championship. Did Absolutely, yeah. When Dion came <laughs> back, I was like, <laughs> I was like, let's go. Like we're we're definitely one of the best teams in the state, best teams in the area, really. Once Dion came back, I knew we had like we had some other really good pieces as well. But I mean, to add Dion, Dion six five, six six, long arms, can rebound, shoot. Like adding a guy of like that that can do it all. Um, I was like, we're we're definitely one of the best teams, and I, I knew once we once we added him that we could we could really make some damage, and we did. I mean, I think we we were undefeated. We lost our last game to to Tattnall going into um, into the season. I mean, into the playoffs, uh, we lost a, a tough game at home to them, um, and then and then we ran through the playoffs, um, and we only lost one game that year. So like, yeah, I knew once once Dion and we had the other pieces with Khalid mm-hmm. and Stefan, like I knew. I knew that we were we were right there, and it also like a, you probably faced a way less double teams and boxing mm-hmm. ones because teams mm-hmm. couldn't hold on to you because you had you know Khalid right here, you mm-hmm. know Sabri and Dion, so it was it was definitely probably easy for y'all to to run your offense. Um, talk to me about how, like how Stan is good at coaching all that talent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll see another talented team and it just falls apart. Yeah. No, Coach Stan, he's such a he's such a great motivator and leader, and that's what makes him so much different than a lot of the other coaches. Um, I mean, obviously he's he's an unbelievable coach, but like he, the way that he he, he gets the attention of his players, the the stuff that he demands from his players, um, and just the system that he has offensively and defensively. I mean, guys buy into it. I mean, that, and that's the hardest thing um, is to is to get a good group of guys to to buy into. Um, a good offense and a good defense. And, and he demands a lot from his players. And I mean, year after year, he, he gets the best out of them. I mean, and that's why he's, he's the best really. And so your junior year, y'all beat Dover in the championship. Talk to me about that. What was that experience like? That was tough. That Dover team was good. They yeah. were really good. They had size with yeah. them. They had good guards. Crawford yeah. was there. Like yeah. they had some really, really good players. And we knew going into that game, that it was going to be a tough, tough game. Um, they matched up with us well on the size with the guards and the bigs. Like it, it was definitely going to be a battle and we were able to, to play well at the end, um, and, and sneak out, a, uh, sneak out a win, which was good. Right. Yeah. That was, that was a good, that was a good game. 
It really was. So now, when did you um, commit to Syracuse? Before your senior year or after your senior year? Yeah, so I committed, uh, like, right before the playoffs my junior year. Um, I just kind of felt like, felt like Syracuse was, was the right spot for me. Um, and, uh, I was just ready at that time. Really. What was your top three choices? Um, Syracuse, Notre Dame, and, uh, probably West Virginia, Maryland. Okay. They were kind of in the mix. And then towards the end, it was kind of, Syracuse was kind of the, the school that, that I kind of showed the most interest to. Um, so towards the end, like. A couple of the other schools kind of fell off because they kind of they kind of felt like I was leaning towards that going there. Right. Now you play on team final, um, you know, AAU program. You play with you know people like uh, Dion Waiters, Marcus Kennedy, Raheem Christmas, uh, Michael K. Girl Chris. Talk mm-hmm. talk about you know playing for team final and what was it like playing against with that type of case competition i mean that was it was different like um like when i was at sanford you were kind of you were kind of the guy you were one of the one of the guys that i mean plays were drawn up for balls in your hands and then now to to learn on the other side to play with other really really good players um to where you were kind of you were kind of a role player which was good. I mean, I, I think I think if you if you really want to be a good player and and get to the next level and, and continue to climb the ladder of basketball, like you gotta you gotta be able to to figure out how to to do both. Um, and that's what I did at Team Final. Um, I was kind of I was the shooter. Um, they would kind of come off screens and, and kind of they were just trying to get me open shots. Um, and it, it felt like a lot like college, really, uh, playing with those guys. Um, and my last year playing with them was the first year of the EYBL. Um, so I was able to get a taste of that, which was awesome um, to go to those different Nike events and playing all those tournaments against all the other teams. Um, I thought I thought that that really, really helped me um, get better and, and offer also confidence wise um, kind of going into college. Right. Uh, shout out the team final because y'all they produce crazy yeah. talent like it's every year somebody like oh this person is getting drafted for team final so yeah <laughs> it's like it's crazy but um so your senior year you know what I mean you already committed to Syracuse you already won a state championship y'all end up going back to the state championship so talk mm-hmm. to me about that game versus red line and we're uh, playing against red line man that team <laughs> they came out of nowhere they had they had guys right. from um, from like the Virgin Islands, they were going <laughs> deep one. They had like seventeen other Division One football players on that team. Right, like you name it, they had it on that team. Like, and they they we didn't we didn't play them at all during the state. Um, and they kind of just kind of popped up out of nowhere my senior year, and I was just like, man, you gotta be kidding me! Like, like right. this, I was like, I just have a feeling I was like, we're gonna meet this team in a championship. Like, and and I kind of, I mean being a senior you want to go out like you won junior year like winning junior year almost doesn't mean anything if you don't win senior year and that's kind of how I felt about it and and to and I felt like we we had a we had a really really good team um and I felt like that it was our year as well um so to to face them it was definitely the two best teams in the state going at it that year um and that team was really really good I mean that team had had guys that I think they had three division one basketball players and I want to say four or five division one football players so I mean that team that team had it all really. I mean they had size, they had guys that could play, they had guys that could shoot the ball. Um and that was a tough, tough game. I want to say they were up and then we were able to we were able to make some shots um in the second quarter, I mean in the second half and like get back into it. Um right. and then and then Dion shot. 
ended it all. Now, now talk about that shot because I had Dion on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, who, uh, he said the play was originally drawn up for you, and he told you if they double team, kick it to him, he gonna make the shot. Yeah, he actually did. We uh, <laughs> we had we had this play drawn up, and it was just it was just to get guys open. I mean, we had four point four seconds left, um, and we just wanted to to get a good shot off. Right. Um, and we had good options on it. Um, and then we, the play kind of broke down. And okay. so I kind of sprinted towards the sideline because I didn't want to get a five second violation. I just wanted to get the ball in and get an attempt. So I just ran towards the sideline. I think it might've been Khalid was taking it out. And I think Khalid throws the ball to me and I, ha- I caught it in a bad spot. And I kind of mm-hmm. just looked behind me and Dion was right there and just threw it right to him. And it was a deep, deep three that he hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stepped right into it and knocked it down. I mean, it's, I mean, one of the best shots that, that I've been a part of really. Um, and then to, to end your, your high school career on that shot was, was unbelievable. Um, like unlike anything else, really. Yeah, that was, all I remember was Earl Miller, you know, Sanford, <laughs> shout out to Earl, running all over the stands, <laughs> jumping on the court. Like he's a player, like security, like, yo, who is this guy? <laughs> it's like, yo, if you know, go to Sanford, you're going you go to know Earl Miller. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but, but it was like, yo, you'd have thought Earl Miller played practice with y'all every day. <laughs> that was definitely the greatest shot in a, I, that I've seen, and, and like you got to think about it. Championship game, no time left on the clock. Buzzer beater. That's that was the best shot. I it was. Seen. It really um, was. So you ended Sanford as the all-time leading scorer with well, one thousand eight hundred twenty-six points. Uh, knowing all the history that goes into Sanford basketball, you know how does that? How did that make you feel leaving? You know, as arguably one of the best players to come out of there. No, it feels good. I mean, Coach Stan and Sanford, I mean, they've done a great job creating that program into into what it is. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that have come through and um and I mean Sanford has done everything for us really on and off the court. Um and so to to be one of the leading scorers through there um definitely means a lot. I mean, I I gave everything to to Sanford and they did the same to me. Um and, and all the credit to Coach Stan and the other coaches that we had there. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it definitely <laughs> turned me into the player that I am and, and, um, helped me do the things that, that I was able to do with the game. Um, and that's because of, of that program, really. Shout out to uh, coach Stan and the, in the Warriors. I always say y'all had to wear the baggy, you know, no name jerseys then. So they can wear them nice Nike jerseys. <laughs> I know, that. right. They got like, <laughs> the sponsorship now. <laughs> right. <laughs> So um, you go to Syracuse, um, you know, you play with a lot of talent there. Now, your freshman year, your actual, your real freshman year, you redshirted. Was, it, yeah. was there a decision that went into that, or was it a reason why? Um, so when they were recruiting me, um, Mike Carter-Williams, they were also recruiting another guard. And at the time, Mike Carter-Williams was kind of like a, a lanky six-foot-six guard um, and he had like an unbelievable like senior year of high school and ended up being all American. Mm. So that was like kind of unexpected on that side. But then on the same time, Deion Waiters, they thought that he was just going to be one and done. Um, and then they, they didn't make the run that they, they wanted to that year in the tournament. So then it was the right move for Deion to come back. Mike Carr Williams is an all American. So 
I'm looking at the guards, and I mean, there was like four or five. We had uh, Scoop Jardine, Brandon Trish, Deion Waiters, Mike Carter Williams, um, and then me. I was the fifth guard. Um, right. So I mean, when we were when we started practicing and working out, I mean, you could kind of see it. Um, I mean, how if you're the fifth guard, how are you going to play? Um, so I mean, I went and talked to Coach Beheim, and um, I mean, he kind of said it as well, like. I mean, if you get in, it's going to be we're either down 30 or up 30 um, and it's going to be late in the games. So I, I kind of felt like I don't want to waste a year doing that. If I can sit right. out, um, that would be the best thing. And, and it actually was one of the best things that I've ever did. Um, I was able to to trade a year where I wasn't going to play at all for my senior year, my fifth year, where I, I think I played 39 minutes, 40 minutes a game. Um, so, and I mean, it was the greatest trade and I was able to kind of like take a step back and, and watch film and really watch the game from a different angle and really take it in. And, um, and I was able to, to lift, I was able to gain some weight. Um, and it really, really helped me. Um, I mean, it was, it was really, really tough to, to take that whole entire year off. I mean, you go your whole entire life playing the game of basketball, playing it, playing it, playing it. And then you get to your, your goal is to play in college and then you have to sit out a whole entire year. Um, so it was tough, but I mean, it was, it was the best thing that, that I really did. And it was a great decision. What advice would you say for any upcoming college freshman that's considering a red shirt or, you know, anyone that has the red shirt period, like what's the, what advice would you give them to do with that extra year of off and how, how should they spend their time getting better? I mean, you have to, you have to look at college basketball for what it is. And, it, and it's, I mean, unless you're a one-and-done guy, you have to look at – you got four years, four or five years. Right. So you got to look at the big picture of it. And you you can't just put everything in, into one year because, I mean, I traded, like I said, I traded uh, a year of not playing for a year of playing 40 minutes and we went to the Final Four. Right. So, like – and you have to look at the big picture and your overall goal of, of being a college basketball player and not just playing as a freshman. Right. Um, because I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, college basketball is tough. It's tough to, to play in division one. Um, and there's a lot of good guys. And if you go to a really good program, I mean, there's going to be guys in front of you. I mean, that's just, that's just how it is. So, I mean, if you're able to, to sit out a year, it doesn't mean that you're, that you're not good or you're not ready. It just means that there's some players in front of you that are, that are still there. Um, so, I mean, uh, my advice would be just, just look at the overall big picture and, and you got four or five years to, to play um, and, and don't waste a year, really. Right. Now, um, before we get into the rest of your Syracuse career, I just want to say you played with, at your time at Syracuse, you played with Michael Carter-Williams, like you said, Deion Waiters, C.J. Fair, Scoop Jardine, Brandon Trish, Raheem Christmas, Chris Joseph, uh, Fab Mello, Michael Benjay, uh, Jeremy Grant, Tyler Ennis, mm -hmm. B.J. Johnson, who actually later transferred to LaSalle, uh, mm -hmm. Dewan Coleman, Tyler London, and Malachi Richardson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yo, that's a crazy list of teammates. And I mean, that's why that's why you go to those programs. I mean, when Syracuse recruited me, it wasn't they didn't promise me playing time. They didn't promise me this or that. They right. just said, like, you can be a part of some really, really good teams. And if you work hard and you play well, like you're going to be right there. Um, and that was such a selling point for me because that's what I wanted to, to do. I like growing up, I was always a part of, of good teams. And I kind of, and that, I mean, and that's how I wanted to, I didn't want to go somewhere and be the leading scorer and, 
play this and that and just focus on shots and points. I, w- I wanted to be a part of something in a program like that. Um, and, and that's why you go to Syracuse. You go to Syracuse right. to, to be coached by Coach Beheim and to, to play with really good players. And, and then you give yourself a chance in, in March. Um, you play a really good schedule, and, and hopefully at the end you're, you're right in the mix and you're able to, to get hot and make a run, which we were able to do a couple times. Um, now, did a lot of the I know you work uh, spe- specifically with with uh, Jerry Mac G Mac, uh, mm-hmm. and um, do a lot of the other alumni come through like Mello and um, what's my guy name? Uh, what's what's my guy that played with Mello, the point guard? Uh, that was that was Jerry. That was Jerry. Jerry. Was oh, yeah, Devendorf. No, I'm thinking Devendorf. Oh, Devendorf. Yeah, Devendorf was a couple years later. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, the alumni they always come back. Uh, Mello, I was able to meet Mello a couple times. Um, okay. Yeah, he he was he was always a big time supporter. If we were, if we were ever playing the Garden when he was on the Knicks and stuff, he would always he would always stop in a locker room or or come say what's up. Um, but no, I mean, when you have a, a coach that's that's there for forty plus years and all the guys play for that one coach, I mean, guys come sure. back. I mean, it's 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 definitely um, one of those programs where where guys feel a certain way about it. Um, just because of the support that they got when they were there and the help that they got. And, I mean, a lot of guys were a part of some really, really good teams there. Um, so, I mean, if you played there, you, you always come back and, and definitely show love. Now, a lot of people don't know, your, your freshman year, y'all actually made the Final Four too. So we did. your freshman year, you made the Final Four. Y'all lost to Michigan, I believe. We lost to Michigan, yeah. With a, with a Trey Burke and I think – Yeah, that Michigan team was <laughs> – Talk Kauskas. about that year. Talk about yeah. that year. That year was tough. I mean, uh, I sat out the year before, and then I right. come into this year, and I was I was the third guard. I was coming off the bench for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sat out a year. It was it was definitely a tough year for me. Like stat wise, I did I did not play well, um, mm-hmm. but I learned how to to be a, a role player. Um, how to how to play in the two three zone. How to do the little things. Um, and not just rely on on shooting the ball well or scoring points. Um, it, it became the the little things um, for me, and that was a tough year. But I was able to learn a lot, um, and it helped me the next three years. So um, you'll come you come back your your sophomore year. Y'all had uh, seemed like y'all had a lot more talent that year, but y'all end up falling short, and y'all lose the third round of the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. What was that year like for you? My sophomore year, I think, was was one of the best teams that we had there when I was there. I mean, we had Tyler Ennis, who was who was one of the best point guards um, in the country. We had C.J. Fair, Jeremy Grant, Raheem Christmas. We had, like, a really, really good group my sophomore year. And that was the year where we uh, we got to number one in the country for a while. Um, we were 26-0. and 0. Uh, We just had it rolling. I mean, we, we went out to uh, the Hawaii tournament, the Maui Invitational, and we won that thing. Right. Um, we were able to uh, beat Duke that year. We were able to um, – shout out, shout out to your shirt there. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> we were able to, to beat some good teams. And then, um, like, late in February, we just, we just hit a wall. We had uh, Boston College, who was the worst team in, in the ACC at the time. They okay. came and played us, and we were 26-0. and 0. We were the number one team in the country, and we lost. Wow. And that was our first loss. I mean, we, we, start, we start the season in November. We went through November, December, January. You make it to, like, end of February, where you think, like, you got probably, like, five games left. 
Right. And we ended up like losing the last like four out of five of those games. And I don't know what it was. Like that team was, was really, really good. And, and like everyone played well together. Everyone got along. We just, we just hit this road and we just couldn't, couldn't figure it out anymore. Um, and then we ended up going to the ACC tournament. We, we lose first round to, uh, to, um, to NC State, who had, uh, who had Warren um, and some other really, really good guys. Um, and then we go to the NCAA tournament, played well against Western Michigan, and then end up running into Dayton, who was, it was a, um, who really got hot. I think they ended up getting to the Street 16 or Elite Eight that year. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a team that, that had it rolling and it just, it, we just hit a wall late. Um, and it, it was, it was wild. I mean, I did some of the teams that I was a part of up there, like, um, some of the talented teams, the teams where you think you're going to make the final four, we didn't like, we, we just kind of ran out of gas late. And then a couple of the other, the other two teams that did make it to the final four were teams that it was a roller coaster ride the whole entire year. And then next, you know, it like end of February, March comes around and you figure it out and you get hot. I mean, and that's, that's what college basketball is kind of all about. Right. And, and was that your first year in the ACC? Because y'all transitioned from the Big East. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. That was that was our first year there. And that, yeah, like you said, it is a game, like the whole season is a game of runs. So it, it really depends on who's the hottest. That's why you see teams like Duke with five number one mm -hmm. first round picks lose because they just wasn't hot at the right time. And, and, that, and I mean, that's the beauty about college basketball is right. – is, is you do not have to be the best team to win. You just have to be the best team for those two hours. Mm. Um, and, and, that's, and that's what it's about, um, really. Um, and then that's why you see the upsets um, all the time in college basketball. So now your junior year, that's your first year as a uh, – was a first year as a full-time starter, I believe. Uh, sophomore but, year was. Oh, sophomore year it was? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, but your junior year, y'all had a postseason ban. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe. Uh, so talk about that year. Was that year a little weird knowing that y'all wasn't going to play? It was. Um, so junior year, that was um, one of my good friends, Rakeem Christmas. That was his senior year right. uh, who I came in with, but I, I ended up redshirting. Right. Um, and he he had an amazing, amazing year. I mean, he was a double-double in the ACC. Um, and like, I mean, we were a team that was, we were on the bubble, like literally the whole entire year. We would we would we would upset someone, play well, and then we'd lose to someone that we should have we should have beat. Um, and then we get kind of towards the end of the year, and then like there's some there's some things that happen in like the past, like I'm talking like 80s, 90s at Syracuse, where like crazy, all of a sudden, yeah, they started stuff started coming out, and then we started getting in trouble, and and then you start hearing about like a ban, and like here like i mean here we are like i mean no one no one on the team did anything and <laughs> we're talking about things that happened in the 80s i'm like i'm like this is ridiculous um but yeah i mean and so like came down on a band for us um and we were not able to go to the acc tournament and uh we're not able to to go to the NCAA tournament i mean we were on the bubble as it was but right I mean, college basketball is all about opportunities and chances. And uh, um, and that's why you see some teams make a run to the Final Four. You don't know. I mean, we were on the bubble the next year, my senior year, and make it to the Final Four. So, like that, I mean, like I said, that's the beauty about college basketball is you, you never know. Um, but, I mean, if, the, if opportunities are taken away from you, um, that's kind of what hurt the most about that. Right. Now, your uh, senior year, like you said, y'all were like a bubble team. So y'all were on a rebuild. Um, 
and and then y'all uh you're on a rebuild. It well, it seems like y'all was on a rebuild. So you get these two freshmen, Ty London, Malachi Richardson, and y'all make a run to the final four. Y'all just get hot. Like mm-hmm. I, I always say, the turning point in that year was y'all game versus Duke. It was y'all, and that's the game that I was at. Like y'all, it showed that y'all could play and beat anybody. Yeah. And you had your most. I, I always thought that was one of your best games because you just like went off in the fourth and you had a crazy three. Um, and then y'all, I feel like that game turned y'all season around because y'all before that y'all was like playing five hundred type of ball. Then y'all just yeah, it really was. Um, uh, Mike Mike Benege, um, I mean he made a great decision by transferring from Duke <laughs> to, to Syracuse. Um, oh man, which was a, which was a great decision by him. Um, but no, I mean me me and him were the were the two guards, and we were two um, fifth year guys, guys that have been through been through everything really um, with college basketball. So I mean we were experienced guys, and then we had a bunch of young guys around us. Um, so we were, we were able to to be good leaders and and because I mean they they were young guys but they were talented guys um, which was good um, so we were able to to kind of put a good group together we were guys that kind of we got along great we played well together we just wanted to 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 try and win really um, and then we were a team that like we were in a lot of the games and then something would happen and we would lose um, but we were able to to beat some really good teams that year as well I mean we went down to the uh, the Bahamas tournament around oh, yeah. Thanksgiving time. Yep. We beat we beat UConn, who was really good that year. We beat um, Texas A&M, who was really good as well mm-hmm. in the in the championship. So I mean, we we were for a little bit a top twenty five team, right. um, and then we ended up losing some games. Lost a tough one to Wisconsin at home, right. um, but then ACC play starts, and that was the year where um, Beheim, uh got suspended. So we we start ACC play and we don't have Beheim for like the first nine games. Oh man, um, which was really really weird. I mean, and he had no contact with us. So you're talking nine games. It's like it's like almost a month, really, right. to where he no longer was in practice, no longer could coach. Um, and that was that was really tough. I mean, we I think we I think we might have went 500 um, over those nine games. I mean, we played played some really tough ones. I mean, nine games over a course of a year. Like that's, I mean, that could, that makes 30, 30% or breaks your of season. Your season. Yeah, yeah. 30 a season. So, and then we were able to, uh, to get behind back um, for like the last nine games of the ACC. And we ended up playing well. Um, we played North Carolina really tough at home. And then we go on the road, we beat Wake Forest and then we beat Duke. Um, and then we were able to, uh, to win some games later. And then we go to the ACC tournament and we lose to Pittsburgh in the first round. Um, and we were a team that was playing well. Um, and then next, you know, it, we found ourselves right on the bubble. Um, honestly, we're not, I was not sure if we were going to make it that year. Yeah. Um, and that was the year where we were all, we were all in the locker room watching selection Sunday and uh, the bracket got leaked like halfway through the selection Sunday show. And you know, that show, it's so long, yeah, like it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. longest show in the world. And we were, we were the last 10 seed in the last bracket that was called. Oh, man. So I remember watching it and I'm just like, we're not making it. They go through all the different ones. And then next, thing you know, it, like one of my friends sent me like a bracket and they're like, you guys are in. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. Like, right. how can this possibly get leaked? Right. And, and like, I, there's just no way I'm like, it's on Twitter. It's fake. Like, 
And I started going through and matching it up. And I'm like, this, this thing's real. And then next, you know, they get to the last bracket and it's like blown up on Twitter that like someone leaked the bracket and it was real and we were in. Um, so then they, they finally call our names um, and we were, we were the 10 seed. And it was, it was, it was kind of like a relief to get in because now, you know, that you have a chance, you have an opportunity to go out there and play well. We were able to, to put some good practices together. And we were the 10 seed who matched up with Dayton as the seven seed. So wow. here we are now we get some revenge on Dayton uh, who beat us two years before. So we were able to, to play well, we beat them. And then uh, Michigan state was the, the two seed in our bracket. Mm-hmm. And they, I remember like, you know, I mean, you're watching all the shows once everything's selected and uh, Michigan state was the favorite to win it that year. Right. Um, just because they had an unbelievable talented team with Izzo and them. Um, and then they were saying like a lot of people picked us to win our game, but then they were looking at the stats of Michigan state who they had the highest percentage shooting against zones. Um, so they're like, Michigan state is going to run away with this bracket. Um, and then Michigan state lost to middle Tennessee state. who was a 15 seed. <laughs> So we beat Dayton and then we get uh, middle Tennessee state who it was hot at the time and they did not know what to do against our zone. We ended up blowing them out. Right. Um, and then we, and then we go to the, we go to the sweet 16, we get Gonzaga who was really, really good. Um, and then we ended up being them and then we got Virginia. Um, mm. And that game, that game was crazy. Because um, I mean, we go, we go to halftime. We were down like 25 points. And it was kind of like, all right, it was, a, it was a good run because I've never beat Virginia. Like Virginia was a team in the ACC that, that we've never beat before. Um, and every time we played them, they played well against us and, and kind of blew us out. Um, so here we are again, getting blown out. And then we come out in the second half and we're able to, um, I mean, that was, a, that was a Virginia team that had, um, um, who did they have? They had Brogdon. Um, they have Kyle Guyas. Yeah. No, no, he wasn't there yet. Okay. And um, I mean, that was just a really, really talented Virginia team. I mean, they were a one seed for a reason. Um, and we were able to to play well in the second half. We pressed them. They turned the ball over, um, and we were able to. Malachi Richardson made some huge, huge shots um, in that game, and we were able to get right back into it. And we were able to to hold on and and win. And uh, that was unbelievable to to get back to the Final Four um after going there your freshman year i mean to get to the final four is, is a very very tough thing to do i mean yeah. you got to play well um in the NCAA tournament um so to get there twice over my career was was unbelievable and then, and to get there on your senior year too was was really really special um especially with the group that we had i mean we weren't we weren't picked to be there we weren't supposed to be there right. but i mean that's college basketball i mean we were a 10 seed um that just played well and, and figured out how to win um, those games, um, which was which was huge, and then we ran into to North Carolina, who we were playing for the third time that year. Um, we played them home and away um, uh, during the season, and we played them tough. Uh, we were a team that they could hang with uh, North Carolina for a little bit. Um, the zone kind of uh, they didn't shoot the ball too too well, but the one thing they did do was rebound and. Mm-hmm. We get to the Final Four, and it was a tough matchup for us. Um, and we were able to play with them for a little bit, and then their their size kind of took over in the second half, and um, it was a little bit too much for us. Um, but it was a hell of an experience to get back there and, and to have that chance. Um, and that was the year Villanova wins with uh, Jenkins' shot at the end. Um, 
So, I mean, that was a, that was a special Final Four to be a part of. And Villanova beat Oklahoma and, um, and Buddy Heald. Um, right. So, I mean, there are some, some really, really good players in that Final Four. So, to, to be a part of it was awesome. What was the vibe like around campus knowing that you guys were underdogs and made it to Final Four? Were y'all like like gods on campus when y'all came back to Syracuse? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like- it was big time. Just, just because, I mean, you, you go into it and, I mean, you're Syracuse. You know I mean, you're not really supposed to be a 10 seed. Um, but we found ourselves that year as the 10 seed. Um, so a lot of people were kind of disappointed in our year um, kind of going into it. A lot of right. people felt like we, we shouldn't have been there um, in the tournament and we didn't deserve to be there. Um, but I mean, we, we kind of thought different and we went out and played well. So, I mean, we kind of shocked a lot of people and, and definitely the city of Syracuse. I mean, we have an unbelievable fan base and, um, they definitely came out and and supported, uh, definitely supported us through that run. And, um, so you, you finished your career, you know, at Syracuse, you know, going to the final four twice, um, you know, besides making the final four, what would be your favorite, like Syracuse, you know, moment? Like one moment that you could remember. Uh, there was there was a lot of them, man. Like um, being Syracuse and being in New York. I mean, you have such a big following. Um, like being able to play in the Garden. Um, and and like have like a packed house. Um, like that was that was special. Um, coming back home and like kind of playing against Villanova at Wells Fargo. Like mm-hmm. playing where the Sixers play. Um, and then like playing at home. Like we we play in the dome. Um, so we're able to to fit a lot, a lot of fans in there. So when Duke, North Carolina, Notre Dame, some of our bigger ACC matchups come through, I mean, you get 30,000 people in there. Like, that's unbelievable for a college basketball game. So to, to, to play in front of that many people and to play on ESPN and, and on the big stage like that, like, there, there's a lot of memories that, that really stick out. Um, and, and also play, playing at Duke, winning at Duke, I would say. <laughs> What was what was that game like? Because a lot of people don't know what Duke is. Like TV does not give the game justice. Like, no. and my dad says that was the best day of his life uh, when he went to that game with me. <laughs> we play at Duke. What was it like being an opposing play? Because you see it on TV, like the camera crazy. Yeah, but it it really does. It's like such a special place. Um, and if you're like a college basketball junkie, like it is. It's like everything. Like it's exactly what college basketball is all about. Like it's it's a small like venue, like fans, students right on top of you. Like you could hear the students the whole entire time. Um, like it's just a like a fun place to play, um, and it's unlike any other place in the country. Um, and like to go there and to play well, um, because the last time we were there was uh, we were down, we were down two. And with like a couple seconds left, like 20 seconds left, CJ Fair goes baseline um, and Rodney Hood takes a charge, which was a block, but they call a charge. Right. And then that was the game. Bayheim comes running out on the court, screaming <laughs> at the refs. He gets thrown out of the game um, with like 20 seconds left. Quinn Cook goes to the line, makes the foul shots, being a foul again. Um, it was it, it, so to go oh, there two I, years. I later, think that's yeah, the meme. Yeah. I think that's the yes. meme where he's like, <laughs> "Oh man, it is." That was that game. So we go there two years later. Michael Benege, who just transferred from there. Um, you know what I mean? You want to you want right. to play well for him. Um, right. and we were able to to. So um, after Syracuse, uh, you you go to um, you play professional. Um, so I'll, I'll order more. 
your 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 first two years. Your first two years, you play over Spain, uh, Germany. What was that like? Um, it was it was tough. I mean, going into you, you finish your career and it's kind of like what's next um, type of a thing. Um, and I mean, everyone has dreams to play in the NBA, but I mean, it's right. it's tough. There's not many job opportunities um, with it. And uh, I mean, those guys in the NBA are they're the best in the world. Um, so I mean, I thought I didn't. I thought maybe I had a chance to to make a summer league team or to to make camp or something like that. But I mean, I, I knew that I was uh, an overseas guy. Um, so, I mean, I was definitely eager to, to head over there. Um, and I, my agent set me up with uh, this team Basconia who's in EuroLeague and it's tough. It's really, really tough. I mean, the next step below the NBA is EuroLeague. Um, mm. And they don't take a lot of young guys like fresh out of, of college. Like you have to have almost an NBA resume to to get into your league. Um, but they they brought me on as like a kind of like a, a training camp deal. So I signed with them, and then I was kind of there until they signed their next um, American. So in in Spain, you're allowed to have two Americans on on your team. So I played with Shane Larkin, who okay. went to Miami and was right. drafted, and and played with Dallas and Boston for a while. Right. Um, and then and then once they signed Chase Budinger, who went to Arizona, was was with Minnesota for a while. They brought him in, and then I kind of. <coughs> I kind of was, was released. And then I ended up signing with a team in Germany. Um, and then I was with that team for a little bit. And then I was cut. I was cut from that team in Germany. That team was, was not a very good team. Uh, and that's how it is over there. Like they, they had probably like four or five Americans on that team. Um, I joined them in like November. Uh, they were not winning when I got there. Um, and then they, they released like two of the Americans. Um, and then I was like the next two to go after that. Um, so my, my first year pro was was tough. I mean, you, you kind of want to go over there and, and be a part of a team. And right. I was a part of one and then I was a part of another one. And then and then I was released. And that was that was really tough because um, it's your your first experience of being a professional and you got fired. And it was really, really tough. Um, right. And I come back home. I end up finishing the year with uh, Long Island Nets. Um, I was able to to play well with them for a little bit. I mean, I was only there for probably a couple months. Um, so, I mean, my first year, I was I started. Uh, I got a little taste of Euroleague, um, which was awesome, and then um, played first division in Germany for a little bit, and then played in the G League. So, I mean, my first year, I was all over the place. Right. Um, I was able to experience a lot, um, which was good. Um, just to kind of get a sense of what it's like, and then um, my second year. Um, I kind of wanted to go to a good club. I wanted to go to a good league. And then I ended up signing in, in Spain again with the second division in Spain, which is really, really good. Um, and I, I was on like a really, really good club. It was a really fun city. Um, and it was really, really cool. And um, I was on that team. We ended up, uh, I played really well that year. Um, we, were, we made the playoffs, um, went pretty, pretty deep in the playoffs, which was good. Um, but it was fun. I, I really, I really enjoyed playing overseas. I mean, I only did it for two years, right. um, and it was a great experience. Um, and there's a lot of guys that play over there for a while. But um, right. after after my second year, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back. Um, it's just such a it's such a grind, um, and I was so spoiled at Syracuse right. with the with the which is how it was. I mean, you you when you're playing at that level, like you almost 
you almost feel like you're you're in the NBA with how you travel and how you're taken care of. Right. Um, and you're on ESPN and kind of your social media is blowing up all the time. Right. Um, so you kind of you kind of feel like that way. And then you head overseas and now you're taking a 12 hour bus ride across the country of Spain. Um, like it, right. it was just, it was just so, it was just so different. Um, and, and kind of, and, and you're over there for such a long time. You're over there nine, 10 months, and then you, you come home for a month and a half, two months, and then you head right back over again. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was really tough. Um, but I had a lot, a lot of fun doing it. I'm so glad I did it. Um, because not, not many people get the opportunity to do that. Now you're, um, you know, done playing basketball and you're a, you know, trainer for uh, BPG Sports and you got your Team 10 Academy, your director of basketball operations there as well. Talk to me about that. Uh, what's life like after? Yeah, so I, I work at the Seven Sisters Fieldhouse. Um, I am director of events and programs. Um, so my role here is to um, just keep the, the field house and, and our courts busy. Um, anything from from leagues to, to training, to, to tournaments, camps, um, concerts, graduations. Um, and then also uh, I work pretty closely with the, with the Delaware Blue Coats, um, the 76ers G League team. Um, they have all their, all their games, practices, everything here. Um, so it's fun. I mean, um, getting a little taste of the business world here and then also still um, around sports and, and the game that I love, basketball, which is, which is awesome. All right. So um, the last segment of our show, we go through our, you know, our top 10 questions here. And, you know, if you could just give your best answer for for, for whatever you have. Um, so number one, what's your career high? And this could be college, high school or AAU. Um, college, I think it was college. I had 33 against Notre Dame. OK, OK. And that was one of the schools you was considering going to. It was. <laughs> now, what's your favorite hoop sneaker? Uh, Kobe's. Kobe's by far my favorite. Okay. And uh, number three, what's your favorite artist to listen to before a game? Meek Mill. Ah, shout out to Meek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, uh, who was your favorite player growing up? Favorite player growing up was, I would say Kobe. Kobe was my favorite player. Okay. Well, did you ever get a chance to meet Kobe? I never met Kobe, no. Okay. Oh, number five, who's the most underrated player you played with? Underrated player I play with. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, honestly, uh, I'll give you two. Uh, one, you might not know, Tyreek Duran. He played team final with us. He was an unbelievable point guard out of Philadelphia. He ended up going to uh, LaSalle and having a great career at LaSalle. Yes. But he was a guy that, like, he made, like, uh, when he, we were at Team Final together, we won we won Pete Sham that year. Like, we did a lot of great things in the EYBL um, because of him. And then my other my other person, I would say Khalid, Khalid Hart. Um, mm. Khalid, Khalid was a guy who um, he ended up going to college and having an unbelievable career, but, like, was a guy that, that I felt – didn't get some of the respect that, that he really deserved. I mean, the guy has three state championships, um, which is tough yeah. to do. Um, so, I mean, I, I think, I think Khaled is definitely a very underrated player. Those, those are, are, are two great answers. And we definitely got to get them on the show. Um, number six, who's the best defender that you went up against? Uh, best defender. Oh man. Um, 
There's some good ones. I'm trying to think about college. Um, Mm-hmm. Oh man, who am I gonna go with here? <laughs> I don't know. No one's coming to mind right now, really. All right, that's fine. Uh, number seven. Who? What's the most someone has scored on you? Uh, well, I mean, I'll go to college, and I won't say on me because we play the zone. Right. right. Um, but there's <laughs> a couple. <laughs> there's a couple guys. It's like Rodney Hood uh, torches. TJ Warren went off on us one time. Oh, man. Um, There's a couple guys that, like, they were able to – the ones that really, really were able to, to get going at Syracuse would be a guy who's, like, probably 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", that can shoot the ball from three, but also, like, flash at a high post. Right. Um, and, like, get that shot off as well. There, there's a couple of guys that, that lit us up up there. Those, those are fair answers. I mean, they both played in the NBA, so – you no know, no worries there. Those worries there. Uh what's what's the best team you played on? Uh best team I played on would be my my sophomore year at Syracuse. Um we had CJ Fair, Tyler Ennis, um Jeremy Grant, mm. Raheem Christmas. I mean that that team had I mean guys that the guys that are still in the NBA now, guys that are still playing overseas. Right. Um I mean that was that was a, a really talented group that we had. Um, and we, we climbed the ranks and we're, we were number one for a while. And number nine, what age was your first dunk? My first dunk was seventh grade. Oh. Um, seventh grade, yep. A lot of people don't know you. You're pretty athletic. So, like, I remember that Final Four game versus North Carolina. You got that one dunk. I forget who was trailing you. But it was like, oh, okay. Okay, Trevor got some bounce. <laughs> Yeah, I was a guy that was like really athletic, but it's 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 tough um, to to show it in game sometimes. Um, but no, I could definitely I could definitely get up there a little bit. <laughs> uh, now, what advice would you give to the younger generation to get where you at now? You gotta keep working. You gotta keep working. You gotta. You gotta stay focused. Really, you see a lot of guys um, that are younger now. I mean, I got I see guys all the time that that are super talented that are in middle school, high school. They come through the field house. Um, but I mean, you, you gotta stay. You gotta stay focused all the way through. You can't just you can't just work out here or there or, or play here and there. Like it's something that if you if you want to go and, and play in college, you, you gotta stay dedicated to it. You gotta work on something every single day. Um, and you also gotta stay focused. That are that are so talented and can go somewhere and they mess up here or there, um, whether it's in school or out of school. Um, so I mean, I, my biggest thing would be to to keep working and to stay focused on and off the court. Well, all right, Trev, man, that's the end of my show. I appreciate you taking time to come on my show. I know you're a pretty busy guy, man. so you know I appreciate you taking out time to talk to me today, man. Absolutely, man. All right, man. I'll catch up with you. I'll see you yeah, soon. Yeah, well. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you some Syracuse stuff, man. I can't believe I just did this whole thing with you wearing a Duke shirt, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, <laughs> I love gear, but you know, you know, I told you before the game. I said, Yo, I want you to play great, but I'm hoping Duke wins. I told you. I know you did tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, man. Much love, y'all. Yeah, see you. All right, soon. bro. Good talking to you, man. Thank you. All right, bro.